This is Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. Hundreds of protesters gathered Sunday outside the Montana State Capitol to call on Governor Steve Bullock to ease stay-at-home and business restrictions enacted to combat the spread of the coronavirus, even as Governor Bullock announced that some restrictions could end on Friday. The governor said on Friday that state residents have taken the stay-at-home and social distancing directives seriously, allowing his administration to plan to begin a phased reopening of the state's economy after April 24th. He said details would be announced this week. In-person church meetings are not part of the long list of essential activities permitted under Governor Bullock's stay-at-home directive. And they say the orders present serious limitations imposed on Montana churches. Pastor Terry Fork, the president of the Montana District of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, has written a letter he plans to send to the governor this week. Fork, from Billings, has asked that God grant Bullock the wisdom to lead during such a time. Fork also wrote, that a health crisis is also a spiritual crisis and people need their faith communities. He expressed concern about the directive's impact on American liberties, quote, regardless of your intent, and we do put the best construction on your intent, we are very concerned about the unintended consequences of annulling the free exercise of religion for the period of the crisis. It's not difficult to envision a future crisis that would provide an opportunity to use the current one as precedent. In his letter, Fork asked Bullock to issue a clarification, quote, insensitivity to the constitutional rights to free exercise of religion and the right to assemble, that Montana churches are not compelled to refrain from meeting. Rather, the pastor said, you could ask churches to voluntarily consider out of concern for their neighbors, to practice social distancing, super cleanliness, and exercise prudence regarding large gatherings. Some faith leaders, however, support Governor Bullock's directive. A letter written March 25th and signed by 11 Catholic Disciples of Christ, Episcopal, Methodist, Lutheran, United Church of Christ, and Presbyterian leaders are in support of the governor's directive. Meanwhile, on Sunday, a line of protesters, many waving American flags and some wearing protective face masks, made its way around the Capitol building in Helena after a prayer vigil touted as a liberty rally. Rally organizers did not have a permit to congregate on the statehouse grounds, so attendees largely stuck to the perimeter. The opinion of the protesters is not shared universally. Nearly 60% of American voters say they are more concerned that relaxing stay-at-home restrictions would lead to more COVID-19 deaths. That's according to a new national NBC News Wall Street Journal poll. Governors across the country pushed back on the Trump administration claims that the states are conducting a sufficient level of coronavirus testing. Speaking with CNN's State of the Union, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, a Democrat, said it was delusional to suggest that states have enough tests to begin reopening their economy soon. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan 
a Republican, said on CNN that the lack of testing is probably the number one problem in America and has been from the beginning of the crisis. There are some other news stories, but they're still related. The Montana Board of Regents is waiving the requirement that all students applying to a four-year university submit an ACT or SAT score. That will allow students to prove proficiency in math and writing by having a cumulative GPA of 3.0 or 2.5 and a passing grade in Algebra 2 or 11th grade English. The changes will be effective through September 1st of 2021. The Montana University System and the Montana Office of Public Instruction have announced that current juniors will have the opportunity to take the ACT free of charge next fall. Students will still need an ACT or SAT score in order to qualify for some state merit scholarships and for admission to out-of-state schools. A federal appeals court has approved two projects in the Helena, Lewis, and Clark National Forest. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the Forest Service had complied with environmental laws when it approved the Johnny Crow Wildlife Habitat Improvement Project near Townsend and the Moose Creek Vegetation Project near White Sulphur Springs. Both projects were approved in 2017 and upheld by district court judges in 2018 after initial legal challenges. Helena Lewis and Clark National Forest Supervisor Bill Avery said in a statement, quote, We are pleased that our decisions and analysis were upheld and will be able to move forward. The 13,500-acre Johnny Crow Project in the Elkhorns includes prescribed fire and cutting and burning of small trees in an effort to expand grasslands. The 2,700-acre Moose Creek Project, 20 miles north of White Sulphur, includes a variety of moderate thinning and clear-cutting and prescribed burning in heavily beetle-killed forests. As neither project was halted during the litigation, work at both Johnny Crow and Moose Creek has been ongoing. No avalanche fatalities occurred in the Gallatin National Forest Avalanche Center's forecasting area this winter, and there were only two deaths in the whole state this year. On January 1st, three snowmobilers riding near Lake Dinah west of Seely Lake were caught in an avalanche. Two of those riders were buried and killed. Democrat Kathleen Williams outraised all candidates in the crowded 2020 field for Montana's U.S. House seat during the first three months of the year and bested the top Republican in the race by an almost two-to-one margin. Williams has raised $475,000 so far this year. Her campaign total is now $1.6 million. She's a former state representative from Bozeman. She lost the general election race for the congressional seat in 2018. Republican State Auditor Matt Rosendale continues to have a huge fundraising edge over his competitors on the GOP side, $248,000 this year and a campaign total of $1.32 million. As of March 31st, Rosendale had $984,000 remaining in his account, while Joe Dooling, 
The Helena Farmer rancher took in $42,000. He has $22,000 remaining. Deborah Lamb, the former state Republican Party chair, raised $14,000, giving her $59,000 in total. And Corey Stapleton, the current Secretary of State, raised only $11,000 during the latest period, increasing his overall total to $166,000. He still has $56,000 in his account. The United States Supreme Court has ruled against Montana homeowners who are seeking additional cleanup of arsenic left over from years of copper smelting. The court said that homeowners cannot proceed with efforts to decontaminate their own property near the shuttered anaconda smelter without the permission of the Federal Environmental Protection Agency. The smelter near the town of Opportunity belongs to BP-owned Atlantic Richfield and sits at the center of a 300-square-mile Superfund site. Arco says it has spent $470 million to clean the site. Homeowners who are dissatisfied with the EPA-ordered cleanup wanted Atlantic Richfield to pay for the removal of more arsenic-tainted soil from their properties. But Chief Justice John Roberts wrote for the majority on the high court that federal environmental law requires the homeowners to seek EPA approval for additional cleanup. Justices Neil Gorsuch and Clarence Thomas dissented, saying the Superfund law, quote, strips away ancient common law rights from innocent landowners and forces them to suffer toxic waste in their backyards, playgrounds, and farms. Respectfully, that is not what the law was written to do. It was written to prevent. The Trump administration and the EPA backed Atlantic Richfield in the Supreme Court, urging several ways in which the justices could rule against the homeowners. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks says two grizzly bears were killed for killing livestock. The bears were killed separately last week by the department. A young male grizzly was euthanized April 13th after it killed three calves over a period of several days on a ranch east of Ovando. Another young male grizzly bear was euthanized April 16th after the animal was captured by the Department of Agriculture Wildlife Services for calf depredation southwest of Augusta. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on anchor.fm slash j-scott or check our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. We're heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Indian Reservation. We're also podcast worldwide with listeners in 15 countries on six continents. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.